Hello and welcome to The Unfunnies, a podcast on the internet. Yes. That people listen to sometimes. Well. But not really. Not often. No. Last week we got one listen. What? Maybe even two. Oh. Well, I mean, I can say that this time it wasn't iTunes me. iTunes doesn't count, so. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, maybe who knows? maybe could... we're real big on iTunes and we don't realize it. It could be huge. Yeah. Just massive. We're like top 10 and we have no idea. I mean, it's it's good. We're taking like a path of humility in that case just by not knowing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too big. I got, we got to stay grounded down to earth. You know, be able to tackle those important issues without pretension. Be able to walk among the common man. Yeah, exactly. Because what is the Sunday funnies if not the common man's Bible? (laughs) Right? (laughs) The Bible is the common man's Bible. Well, no, I'm saying because nobody's Christian anymore. So, like, they don't go to church on Sunday. What's the thing they always read? Right. Live your life by... Yeah, just, you know, check out Garfield... Follow his tenants, and you'll get into, I don't know, lasagna heaven? Man, I would settle for lasagna heaven. (laughs) That that sounds pretty good, I guess. Um, So the name of the, or the the word of the day for the comics this week for me was confusing. Um, I felt that there were a couple that I just did not get, and it makes me feel dumb. All right. Not wait, not only that, but as I was reading these before we met up, I realized how embarrassed I was to be looking at them in public. Like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't to mind read reading them a in paper public. in public. Like there's something there's something sort of admirable when you see someone reading a paper in public. It's like, oh, that person's staying informed, you know, they're actually engaged an in educated fellow. Yeah, it's like print media. They don't they don't have their nose in a phone or whatever. You're like, "Okay, that's pretty cool." Yeah. Total opposite. If you see someone reading the funnies, it's like, "That guy's an Idiot. Do I need to call somebody? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was reading them on the bench out there, and I was just sort of like trying to make the page as small as possible and like hide the back with my hands so nobody could see what it was oh, I was yeah, reading. Yeah, it's like a hiding the Playboy in the math yeah. textbook kind of thing. Yeah, it feels. I feel like people would judge me more than they already do if they saw me reading the funnies. In a negative way. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, you, like you're a simpleton or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's one thing to read the funnies in your house, but it's another thing entirely to love them so much that, like, you take them with you because you need to read them, like, immediately. Oh, I feel the same way. I try and hide them. Yeah. Yeah, the problem I'm, is I like, just, conf- I always leave everything to the last minute, so, Yeah. Maybe maybe my confusion surrounding these is in part due to like my quick reading, just trying to avoid being seen with my eyes on the page. It's a possibility. Yeah. But you you said there was at or least they're... one that you found a little confusing as well, right? Well, uh, Tina's groove was Tina's a little groove, bit yeah, that, confusing, and to especially because it's at the top of the page, so it's the first one you read, and it left me feeling lost for the rest of them. Um, you wanna you wanna read it out? Right. So uh, Tina's shitty coworker that nobody likes. Yeah, her. T- it's Tina and her posse walking through some sort of industrial wasteland. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Mimico or is the industrial uh, wasteland in Ontario? Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Well, they'll be walking through Hamilton, yeah. maybe. Uh, so she says, "My ears are burning," which means somebody is talking about me. And so, so as she's saying this, there's sort of smoke coming from her ears. Mm-hmm. And uh, now she's covering up her face and saying, ah, the burning is spreading to my eyes, my nose. 
the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's fire shooting out her ears, and you know her head, whole head is engulfed in smoke. And uh, now she's screaming, my throat! And uh, she's just self-combusting at this yeah. point. She's she's incinerated by the last panel. And Tina is giving her usual expression. Her expression never changes. No, not really. She cares about her friend burning to death. A little as, bit. Little, yeah. As, as much as she cares about um, getting a bad tip. Exactly, yeah. She's always got the same expression. But anyway, so so she melts, basically, or she doesn't melt, but she's reduced to cinders. Yeah. And then Tina's friend is looking down at her, and she says, if you put your spit on them and they're still burning, that means the remarks are kind. Now, I understand she's saying that in reference to the original statement, my ears are burning, someone's talking about me, right? Right. It took me a little while yeah. to get that. I was, I thought... Like, what, you spit on a pile of ashes? I don't, but, but that's that's uh, the part that loses I mean, me. Like, I get I get my ears are burning, someone's talking about me, but then where does the rest come from? Why does she suddenly combust? Like, why does the burning spread? <laughs> I don't know, for the purpose of a sight gag, I guess. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for that to happen. It It's like she got some sort of Comics mysterious don't... disease or something. Yeah, but comics don't necessarily operate. Yeah, okay, in but in that case, if if that's the, the gag, if the gag is that she ends up, you know, on fire and incinerated, yeah. you would think the final panel because maybe people are talking about her so much, right? But you'd think the final panel would address the fact that things had gotten so bad for her. By that, I mean she'd burnt up. No, I mean that's the joke in the end panel is this idiot giving advice too late. That's not a joke. I mean, I guess it is. I don't know. Well, the joke's on the character. I feel like there's two jokes going on here. And one of them, the burning one, is more demanding to be resolved, yet it doesn't address it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they should explain it. I feel like they should explain it, but that's the part they don't explain. Why does it need to be explained? It's just a sight gag. Well, like, how would you explain it? I don't know. Um... Yeah, you I, just, I honestly, I'm looking at this. put banner across the last panel that says don't smoke in bed or something? Yeah, or... I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix this. I, I think it's unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mount that campaign. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first one that confused me. The next one I read depressed me. Rayside. Say, okay, yeah. before we get into this, yeah. I was going to say, you maybe finally have... What you have always asked for, which is dead dogs. Right. Yeah. This is this is a dead dog strip without the dead dog. The dead dog is implied so much so that I imagine if we looked into it, we would discover Rayside like had to put his dog down or something. Oh, I like bet that. you anything. Yeah. So we've got this guy, just regular Joe. He's not that usual short guy from the comics. It looks like a different guy. Everybody looks the same in this one, though. Yeah, crew he's, cut. he's walking through the park, and he passes a lady who's got a dog on a leash. He passes another guy with a dog. He passes another lady Unleashed. with a dog. Yeah. And he passes a final guy with a dog. And then he just looks bummed and says, I miss my dog. 
that is sad as hell. It's really sad. <laughs> like, again, way sadder than this comic usually goes. Yeah, and again, there's no context. So for all we know, within the reality of the comic, his dog could just be at the kennel or something and he's on vacation. Or, you know, his wife took the dog to her mother's when separated. she left him or something. Like, like maybe the dog is alive and well. Right, we don't. He misses it. He doesn't say, "I miss my dead dog." He just says, "I miss my dog." <laughs> Why would you say, "I miss my dead dog"? I don't know. Just to be specific. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to be that specific. <laughs> but like, so it, it's not. We don't necessarily know that this guy's dog had died, but that's what I get from it. That's what I got too. Yeah, and it's not funny. Like, it's not a joke. It's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I so don't... you're saying if we saw the dead dog, maybe funny? <laughs> maybe. Maybe if he says, I miss my dog, and then there's this thought bubble that just shows this dog with, like, X'd out eyes. That would be... Yeah, no, that is still... That would still be sad. It's still sad. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, I got no real problem with this comic, but it just doesn't seem like it's a comic. I'm amazed he didn't have uh, a thought bubble with a service dog or like a rescue dog yeah. underneath a rock or well, something saving them. Or... That's the other thing. We know Rayside has like some issues with dogs. Loves them. Yeah, but like he's got some he's got some he's he's, he's got some opinions. Worshiper. He's got some opinions yeah. about dogs. Yeah. Um so maybe it's like I miss my rescue dog who burned up in a fire. I think this is I like... miss my rescue dog because I was talking about him too much, and he burnt to cinders, right? Tying it back to <laughs> Tina's crew. That is probably what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, are we are we to assume that all these comics happen within the same universe, despite their different art styles? You know, like they're interconnected. Or, yeah, or do they each well, individually? Well, I mean, have... we've seen the crossovers. So we've I seen the we crossovers. Yep. The, uh, but are universe. we assuming that that's commonplace? Like that's how things work, or for the most like the part, the rules for one comic are the same for yeah all the other ones. Yeah. Nah, I guess the rules are a little bit different. I would say so. Yeah. 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 But yeah, this guy's got a dead dog. That's sad. It yeah. makes me think yeah. about my my I dogs. Was, I was pretty bummed out recently. Yeah, my dog's real old. Um and I've I've been I've thought she's been close to dying for the past like 3 years. Not because she's in poor health, but just cuz she's old. I'm like, okay, it's going to be this year. Okay, it's going to be this year. Each year I sort of feel like be- she's one step closer to the grave. So it always, you know, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm very happy that she's still alive. But I'm sort of living in this fear that she's going to die. An anxiety. Yeah. And when she does, I don't think I'll be sad initially. Like, for these types of things, it's always taken a long time for it to hit me. And it hits me later a lot harder than it should without any provocation. So, like, a year after the dog dies? Yeah, I would say a couple you're months. You're going to be reading a race side. Yeah, yeah, that type. Like, you know, if I'm sitting down in the basement and I look over and she's not where she's usually sleeping, it's like, oh, yeah, my dog's dead. And then I start to actually realize it. It's like a, a shock thing, I guess, right? Anyways, this yeah. just this hits home well, for me. Well, you know, write like, a letter to Rayside yeah. and uh, maybe you can My dog's going to Commiserate. Die. All dogs die. They don't go to heaven. But they die. 
Not even all dogs and all dogs to heaven went to heaven. There no. were a few hell dogs in that, were there not? Yeah. No, the the title is just incredibly misleading. But maybe I should watch that movie. All dogs go somewhere. Is Do you think that movie was made with the intent of, like, settling children who lost pets? Yeah, totally. Yeah? No. Do you think do you think it was uh, well intentioned, or do you think it was a cynical cash grab at addressing? <laughs> like, do you think they were like, you know what? I bet there's a lot of sad kids out there with dead dogs. Let's make a movie that the parents will think will help them, and you know maybe we'll put effort into it. Oh yeah, sure. No, yeah. completely uh, cynical cash grab. Um, I mean, what'll be the next one? All goldfish go to the sewers you know because they get flushed down the yeah. toilet get it <laughs> more realistic yeah okay so there was there was another confusing all one grandmothers all grandmothers eat, rot eat in ice a coffin. cream with <laughs> so there was another one that confused me one of yeah, the yeah. uh panels of tundra now tundra's oh, got god yeah i know it sucks dude no it's particularly bad so panels tundra has multiple panels but each is a self-contained joke right it's not it's not a a plot gag um and the first one here is like they all suck but this particular one i just don't understand it's got only drew moose twice this time yeah only only two moose so he's got a guy standing at a table who says, you know, you can learn a lot by a lot about someone by how firm their handshake is. And then across the table from him is a moose with a tie who's just thinking, ah, oh, crud. Now, what does that mean? Like, what's he implying? That moose have limp handshakes? <laughs> that they can't handshake because they have hooves? Yes! That's that's the joke? Yes! But why is he saying... What else would it be? Why is he saying you can learn a lot about someone by how firm their handshake is? Why not just say... Because this can, moose is clearly at a job interview. It's got a tie on. Why not just say you can learn a lot about someone from their handshake? And then and then that would emphasize just that it's the, the issue here is the handshake, not the firmness. And by highlighting handshake, <laughs> you're then you you realize that the moose has uh cloven arms. But any animal can shake. Well, a no, dog no, a dog but... a dog can shake a paw. Any animal can shake is a huge generalization. I think there are plenty of animals that are either too dumb or just don't have the coordination to do something like, like that. Like what? What animal can't handshake? What animal can't handshake? Hmm, how about a cricket? Cricket can handshake. No, no, Crickets no. have all kinds of arms. <laughs> so, you might break its arm off during the handshake. It are, might be the only handshake it ever are you gives. Okay, are we saying that you, like, take a cricket's hand in yours... In like between your yes, and then just shake it. Yes. It can't be taught to handshake. You just mean any animal with arms can be run through the motion of a handshake. Exactly. Okay. Yes, that I I will concede that point. That's probably true. So thus the reason to specify firm handshake. I think that they could have done with just handshake, and then I would have said, oh, handshake. He doesn't have hands. Instead, I'm thinking, so can you not do a firm handshake with a hoof? I mean, you can't, obviously. Exactly. I don't know. Well, then then we have the was... panel beside it where it's got the moose driving a car. It wouldn't be able to do that if it had hooves, right? It wouldn't be able to grip the steering wheel. 
internal <laughs> logic is flawed. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. But those two weren't even my least favorite. Oh, which was? There's the... The stupid the straw one. one. <laughs> well, at least he knows it sucks. Why don't you read it out? I know, but that was my problem. Oh. Him apologizing for it. I've never I've, seen him do that before. I've never before, seen a cartoonist so apologize. No, Pastus does it all the time. He does. He doesn't really apologize, though. Well, yeah. He he made a wicked pun this week. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Not really, but so <laughs> we've got we've got two scarecrows, and one of them is holding a bag of straw, and he says more straw, and the other scarecrow says no thanks, I'm stuffed. So if you left it at that, you'd be like, okay, fine, this is just, like a yeah, this stupid just, this is a bad pun, pun yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, regular yeah. comic. But that he actually <laughs> feels the need to draw himself with a note from the cartoonist. And a word bubble coming from his mouth saying, sorry, bugs me. Why does that part bug you? Because his jokes are always this bad. This so, one he decides to apologize would it be, for? I think Tundra would improve 100% if every single week, <laughs> every panel of it, he just had a little <laughs> insert of himself saying, sorry, sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, this one's bad. Sorry. Right. It would be a thousand Each times Each one better. comes with a disclaimer, like, I know it sucks. Oh, oh, God, please let yeah, him do that. That'd apologize be, for that, every single That level line. of self-awareness, I think I would appreciate a lot and might override the low quality of the jokes. Sorry, it's another moose. Yeah, yeah, I can't draw anything else. Signed, Chad Carpenter. Ooh, Chad, Chad Carpenter. Carpenter. What a name. What a Chad. Yeah, seriously. So how about Hagger the Horrible? <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> A uh, reversal of typical gender roles. I guess. Is a, it though? A really well, I don't know, sort of. So it's got it's got uh, the equivalent of a, a cold open, right? Where it's got a two-panel joke before the majority yes. of the joke. Lucky us, not every paper yeah. gets these extra two panels. Double but jokes we do. in Hager yeah. every Sunday <laughs> yeah. by the Times colonist. So. <laughs> It's got Hager, and he's talking to Lucky Eddie, and he says... How embarrassed did you feel that two people just walked by the window as we're sitting in here? (laughs) Pretty embarrassed. Fucking comics. Yeah, Yeah, and then they walked past the outside window, and they gave us a look while your back was turned. Yeah. So Hager's saying to Lucky Eddie, I've got a funny feeling we're being watched. Eddie says, what's so funny about that? This is where we need the rim shot sound effect. That would be a perfect time for it. Mm-hmm. But then we get into the comic proper. So Eddie's saying, look, it's the infamous Super Knight. And it's got, there's a knight who's got an S. Looking pretty super. Yeah. Um, Hager says on guard, despite the fact that he's Scandinavian. And that <laughs> is a French combat term. Um, then the knight breaks Hager's sword. Lucky Eddie jumps on the knight's back. The knight just throws him off, and he says, oof. Um, Then Hager says, wow, is there anything you can't do? Then the knight removes his helmet, or should I say her helmet? What? Because it's a woman, and she says, I was never any good at baking cookies. So yes, reversal of gender roles, but what purpose does the lead up to that serve? Like, why the the battle? I understand he sets up the joke by saying, wow, is there anything you can't do? It's a, but... it's a classic misdirection, I guess. You assume that the knight is male and, hey, there you go. 
I did assume the knight was male. Yeah. Um, because there were no women knights. As far as I know, Joan of Arc. They were women Vikings. Not not combatants. Uh, yeah, there were. I don't think so. A few. No, in their mythology there was. But There's I don't... that story about the topless Viking banging the sword against her tits. What? Yeah, it's some famous Viking story. She banged a sword against her tits? I'm pretty sure I'm not making it up. That sounds... It sounds like you've confused multiple stories together. <laughs> like, you know, banging a sword against a shield and, nope, like, having I'm, tits. I'm pretty sure this happened and, uh... All right. No, I'll take your word for it. Um, it was a shock and awe tactic of... Again, I just don't... she was with? I don't really see the purpose of her being in... Like, so have have the exact same comic, okay? Right, and Hager says, "Wow, is there anything you can't do?" And then have him remove the helmet and make it a man, and then have the man say just something. Have children, yeah, something. Well, something ridiculous, like you know, be content with my life, or something like that. Like, just why is that any better? <laughs> that's way better because it's depressing. <laughs> Or, you know, have him just say something... Not miss my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Have him say something that's the antithesis of the combat ability he just showed. Like, is there anything you can't do? Well, that's what this is. And and he says, I have a surprising amount of trouble kicking a football or something like that. Like, why make it a woman just for the sake of being able to say, I was never any good at baking cookies? Like, it doesn't even have to be a woman at that point. It could be just be a man saying the exact same thing. Well, no, because the other... So the first assumption is knight is male. Right. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's a woman. And then the second assumption would be, I don't know, a woman is good in the kitchen. So do you think um, Hager the Horrible this week, written by Dick Brown... And a team of thousands. Do you think this is Dick Brown making a statement... Like, do you think he's dating a new woman and he's like, you should see Hager this week. I'm really up on feminism. <laughs> It'd be amazing if he was. Because like, I feel like, uh, I don't know, wasn't like Mort Walker, the other guy who was behind Hagar, and that guy did not seem like a progressive by any means. Who? Wait, I missed what you, what? Was, Mort Walker was the guy who was. He was the original? Part of Hagar. Oh, okay. To begin with, wasn't he? Or am I thinking strict? Or was that well, I don't, Beetle Bailey and High and Lois? I think Hager falls into the... Either way, even if Dick Brown is the first and only Hagar, yeah. um, I, I never had an impression of the writer of Hagar the Horrible as being a progressive. I didn't think he was political in any way. He, he's yeah. just His comic falls into that pit of stereotypes where just everybody is a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's not really making a statement by relying on those to define his characters. So here's a statement on the uh, modern yeah. changing world this in is, which we this live. This is actually super meta. In which women can be knights and Vikings can be... You know what it is? I don't know. Dick Brown listened to our show on iTunes, and he made <laughs> this comic specifically knowing it would vex us. <laughs> That's it. He wanted he wanted to get a dialogue going between us so that our other thousands of listeners would then start discussing the realities of female knighthood. And then Hagar becomes a feminist icon. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'm sure there already is something like that. 
like a, a Hagar type spoof with a woman? I think so. Well, Hagar's got that daughter, right? Yeah. Dressed like a Valkyrie. Um, think she's any good at baking cookies? Her whole shtick is like wanting Being to dumb, fuck. Right? Like she's yeah. she's a teenager, and her whole thing is that she's got a total wide on for that asshole uh, bard. What's his name? Like loot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's every time I see her, it's just like, oh, I love loot. And Hagar's like, I'm not okay with my daughter marrying a musician. And that's the comic. Like, anytime she or, yeah, anytime she shows up, that's what it boils down to. So is Dick Brown loot or is he Hagar? I'm going to say neither. I'm going to say Dick Brown is the cartoonist that created them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hagger. I've got a lot of not fond memories, but memories of Hagger. Just in that, when I was a kid and I used to read the comics, it was one of the few. Because he looks like a kid. Well, no, he's got like a giant beard. His whole face is a beard. He looks like a kid with a beard. Yeah, I, I just mean when I was a kid, the paper where I lived. This was one of the few comics that uh, was in that one. So, like, I remember reading it when I was very little, whereas, like, stuff like Pooch Cafe didn't even exist yet, you know, so. Hey, yeah, it's memorable because it's been yeah, around I've, for Yeah, I got a background decades, with it. Yeah. Although I do, t- or I did tend to mix it up with Wizard of Id. The artwork is not similar at all. It's not. It's, I, Same, I just, I guess it's the fantasy setting. Gags, I guess. It's the fantasy setting of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond I that, thought I, of it as more akin to High and Lois or Beetle Bailey. They don't share a setting at all, though. That's, no, that's what. But it's like similar them. gags and artwork. Yeah. And I think those strips are all interconnected somehow. All right. So, did you notice in Baby Blues this week that the baby has finally aged? Oh, baby's walking now. Yeah, baby's walking and talking. It's been baby's been talking for a while now. Oh. Well, she's more defined as a character than she was in the past but that sort of puts kirkman and scott in like an interesting conundrum they can't just age one character well they've aged all the characters hammy started as a baby did he yeah no yeah no yes really yeah absolutely i had no idea there's like time moves in baby blues it just moves very slowly right right yeah, and uh, I don't know, it's probably something like The Simpsons where, like, Hammy can graduate third grade, but next year he's going to be in third grade again. Right? Like they address... There'd be enough continuity that he'd be in fourth grade, but it might take him, you know, five or ten years to graduate fourth grade. Hmm. Well, he's pretty dumb, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did I did find this kind of cute, though. Um, I like kids, uh, and I think babies are cute, and a young kid being a solid big brother for his baby sister i think is adorable the joke itself um is weak to absent (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's what would happen uh, in real life yeah it's heartwarming like the mom the mom is proud of her son so she hugs hammy and she says you're the sweetest gentlest most caring little boy in the world and then hammy is looking bummed and he says mom called me sweet and the dad says, I don't think she meant that as a put-down. Um, which you shouldn't even have to say. Like, that's a given, right? 
<laughs> yes, but you yeah. have to say it for the joke. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing with this. It it feels like Kirkman and Scott just wanted to do a sort of. Um, now, Hammy doesn't want to be sweet. Yeah. Well, they no no no. They they wanted to do the first six panels of this just for Glurge's sake. Glurge's. Like, you know what Glurge is? I cannot guess. Glurge is like chicken soup for the soul. Glurge's mm-hmm. stories that are are so sweet that they make you want to gag, right? So I feel like they just said, let's do a comic where we have Hammy being... Woe are sour times that Chicken Soup for the Soul is no longer a bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if... We could all I wonder use if you ask, a little Chicken Soup for the Soul. I wonder if days. people still remember what that is. Like, if the majority of people, if you mentioned it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I read oh, that. Oh, I don't think anybody under 20 knows what the fuck it is. No. Well, I mean, I, like, I've never seen a Chicken Soup for the Soul Tumblr gag is what I'm that's saying. That's true. So this feels to me like Kirkman and Scott wanted to do the first six panels just for the sake of having a cute little scenario. And then they're like, oh, shit, we need a punchline. <laughs> um, and then they just did the whole mom called me sweet. It's not a put down thing. No, I, I think they had the uh, gag well in brain. Before. Really? Yeah, totally. No. No, because Hammy is a character who prides himself on being the gross younger brother. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So Yeah. Or Zoe. Zoe. Not Zoe. Okay. Zoe. I guess that's true. It just seems out of place with the rest of it. Like, it's it feels so shoehorned what would you, in. What would you have happen? Um, I would after have... After Hammy helps put a band-aid on her sister's... And the mom says, you're the sweetest, gentlest, most caring boy in the world? Yes. Um... You said he's gross? What if you just like, um, what if the mum, um. If I kill you, can I marry mom? <laughs> what if he, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have kids of my own, so I don't know how they act, um, in that sort of situation. I don't know, guess. Well, they act like this. Yeah, so she says, you're the sweetest, gentlest, most caring little boy in the world. What if he just was in the next panel going, gross? Like, that's it. Just just then have him, that's a much more simple way of expressing that he does not appreciate those compliments that he received. Yeah, it's not as good a joke, though. I don't know that the original is a joke. What if in the last panel he uh, rips the band-aid off Rand's finger and... What if... It goes back to his horrible little boy ways. Yeah, I don't know. Did you have, do you have younger siblings? Your sister's older, right? She's younger. Oh, she is? Yeah. So how how did you act with your younger siblings? Man, I can't remember that far no? back. Really? I remember... She told me she was in a basketball camp every weekend in high school. I didn't remember. <laughs> oh. It's like a whole other world. Because, like, I have an older and a younger sibling, right? Yeah. And I remember my sister being sweet like this to me, um, but I was never sweet like this with my brother. I was not a good brother. I... Uh, brothers fight. Yeah, brothers yeah. fight. I guess it's a bit different. Okay. Yeah, you I know? guess, you know what, I would say me and my sister were uh, pretty good friends, and we What's your sister's name? Young. Donette? Donette, yes, that's yeah. it. <laughs> no, what is your sister's name? Yeah. 
We uh, had another sibling for a while and had a sibling band called Dawn and the Donettes. But, what do you mean you uh, had another sibling for a while? She split and what, the what band are broke up. What you talking out. about? Oh, you're mental, man. <laughs> I thought Pooch Cafe this week was kind of funny. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like Mole Men. It's actually, yeah, it actually wasn't bad. <laughs> it's a little out there, but, you know... Pooch Cafe has not exactly been grounded in the past. Go ahead and take us through the... Okay, so we got Poncho, and he walks up to that blue dog, and he says, Hudson, I gotta talk to you is about your... Is this dog always blue? Yeah. It's not, is it? Yeah, it is. He says, Hudson, I gotta talk to you about your whole deal. What dealing. kind of dog is blue? No, no real dog is blue, um, unless you dye it. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, Hudson, I gotta talk to you about your hole digging. Hudson's climbing out of a deep hole, and he says, Poncho, what do you mean? Poncho says, you realize you don't have to dig them as deep as you are, right? And Hudson says, I don't think they're that deep. Poncho says, yeah, they're pretty deep, dude. You get sort of carried away. And he says, oh, come on, they're not that deep. They're just normal-sized holes that any dog would. And then in the next panel, he's saying, there are mole people behind me again, aren't there? And sure enough, there are three mole people climbing out of the hole. They don't really look like what I imagine mole people would, but any they sort look of like un- rock people. Yeah, they're just sort of underground, spineless, sightless potato. Yeah, with legs. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely a sight gag, right? It doesn't yeah doesn't translate to just have him describe it when it's visually happening behind him. Um, but but you can read along at home. Yeah, I, I like mole people. I'm all for mole people. Yeah, you don't get many mole people jokes in the no. funnies these days. Well, mole people are a bit passe. I think mole people hit their, their height during... Um, that Bill Peet book? No. I was going to say The Time Machine, H.G. Uh, Wells. They're not they're not called well, mole like people in that. that's decades ago. That's decades. More than just decades. <laughs> they're not called mole people in that but they're troglodytes and they're the same thing um i think that's sort of where mole people got their their start well let's hope this is the start of a mole people renaissance yeah i don't know maybe pooch cafe is is shifting gears oh to a mole people comic well no maybe this is amazing maybe this is the beginning all the dogs yeah maybe this is the beginning of a longer story arc where Poncho and the neighborhood dogs have to team up to plug all the holes that Hudson dug because the mole people are coming up from the earth and I don't know. They've lost their subterranean food source. Yeah. Oh, and then how about this? They start eating mailmen, but then the dogs are like, no, only we get to attack mailmen. <laughs> yeah, and then it's a pitched battle between dog and mole person. Yeah, that's golden. All right, we got losses on both sides. We got to write Paul Gilligan. Yeah, it, it ends up like an episode of Game of Thrones. So, like by the end of the story arc, there's just two main characters left, and all the others are dead. Pon- okay, one of Poncho or Hudson has to die. Of course, it'd be it'll be Hudson. He sacrifices him. The final hole needs to be dug, needs to be closed, and there's mole people pouring out of it. And Hudson says, "Leave it to me." And he straps dynamite to himself, <laughs> and he jumps down the hole, detonating it, causing a cave in. He sacrifices himself to save the postman and the outside world. What if we end up with a, uh, I'm going to reference Mel's Hole again, okay. <laughs> the the famous Art Bell story. If we end up with a Mel's Hole situation. I don't and know. One of the holes they dig, they 
they uh, oh this they're, story they're trying, they're trying to test this how many mole people are down there fucking and if it's garbage safe. story I forgot I could I had no idea what you were talking about at first but now I remember and so they throw a sheep down into the hole and then the sheep gets fucked no or... and then they bring the sheep out and the sheep's it's, dead oh and but, but inside, it's pregnant it, it's pregnant with a talking seal that thing is the biggest. That's the most bullshit story and then I've ever the seal heard. Saves Poncho and Hudson. You know what I bet happened in that story? They threw and it's all a government plot. No, they threw a pregnant sheep into a hole and it broke its neck when it hit the ground. They retrieved it, discovering it was dead, and attributed the death to some unknown creature. Then the How do you explain the talking seal? I'm I'm getting to that. The have you ever seen a deformed animal fetus? Never seen one talk. No, you haven't. But this this sheep dies. They Never cut open its belly to try and eyes. rescue. Yeah, that's. I think that's a little bit of uh, elaboration. But they try to rescue the unborn sheep inside. Yeah. But it's not fully formed yet. Yet they, you know, um, awaken it. And it doesn't talk, but it goes like... And they're like, did you hear that? It just said hello. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> I bet that's what happened. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're missing the point, which is whether seal or not, could it save us from mole people? Oh, um, are we talking about the musician seal? No. Oh. We're, we're, we're talking talking seal so, with human eyes birthed by a dead sheep. Maybe it's not a seal. Maybe it's just story, a sheep fetus. That story is just so fucking Could ridiculous. Could a sheep fetus save us from no, men? No, it doesn't even matter if it speaks English. It can't do it. It can't move. It can at least confuse the its mole bones people by speaking are not, English. Its bones are not fully formed it or have to solid speak English. yet. It could speak Russian. Whatever language it does or does not speak, I don't think it's the savior we need. So we need Hudson Strap. Yeah, we need... I, I like my story better i don't want to shoe- shoehorn in mel's hole because that's a garbage <laughs> story invented by babies if you've got three hours on your hands listen to the mel's hole second that's that's YouTube. the kind of story where like you're sitting downtown and some weird sketcher sits next to you and he starts talking to you and he's like do i do ever you know tell you about the time about I this found... government hole yeah like do you know what happens when you put sheep in this government hole exactly and you're just and you don't want to say anything so you're just kind of going that's crazy man yeah, yeah. i was working on a roadie for April wine. <laughs> we were taking a break out in the desert. Won't believe this hole we found. Oh, that! Uh, you got to send me the link to that. Yeah, I, I will. It's a yeah. story worth listening to. I've I've heard some pretty ridiculous claims on Coast to Coast AM, but that's that takes the cake. I think. <laughs> oh, it's an amazing story. Yeah. So we have. Uh, do we have any others you want to touch doing on? It justice. Um, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about uh, young Susan in Between Friends? Oh. Um, I don't know. I kept I kept misreading the card in the first panel. So so be- did I. Yeah, between friends, it says birthday cards. Then and it shows young Susan, and the card says you're old, but you're not as old as next year. And she's sort of laughing at the card. And then the next one says birthday cards. Laughing, now. she's falling over herself. She's she's hyped. And then the next panel, we've got current Susan, who just looks like a fucking mess. She's just so plump and defeated by life i think she's uh you know bloated from the cheeseburgers she ate before her yoga class probably so it says birthday cards now and she's reading it and it says you're forever young my friend and it says oh the irony now 
I kind of appreciate the fact that this is not um, a gender stereotype comic. No. And it's not right. exclusory to men. Like, that applies to everyone, right? But when I read the first card in the birthday cards then, I read. I must have read it five times. And each <laughs> time I read it as, you're old, but not as old, 25 next year. Yeah. <laughs> do you too? <laughs> yeah, I did that too. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, eventually, I got it eventually through trial and error but i didn't get it until we like sat down here an hour ago well i think what really threw me off is i like to do pretty dumb we're pretty dumb i like to do this thing with birthday cards where if somebody's having say their 23rd birthday you get them a birthday card for a three-year-old and then in all instances where it says three you just put a two in front of it so it's like congratulations big boy you're 23 today have some cake or something like that right with like a little train on it or something so yeah sure yeah so i'm always like kind of looking for the numbers in cards do you know what i mean the, Where the are actual you shopping age? for cards the child's birthday card says happy birthday big boy well i don't know that's that sounds like something a card for a three-year-old would say right big guy i'd say big guy okay how about pal pal sure uh, there's plenty of things you can say but the point is I'm used to, because I seek them out, I'm used to seeing cards that have the age written on them, right? Now, generally, that is only for big landmark ages, like 50, or very young ages, like kids age 1 to 5, I would say. Sure, you never see a happy 33rd birthday. Exactly. They don't make those for many reasons. Um, Nobody cares. But that's why I kept reading this as, you're not as old 25 next year. Yeah. Like, that's... That's my tendency. Um, I don't think that Lundy specifically fucked up there. I mean, although the joke is terrible. Yeah, and she's laughing way too Oh, hard yeah. No, she's hyped. She thinks this is a real good card. She's going to put that up on the mantle. It'll be there for like 10 years. Every time she looks at it, she'll chuckle. I mean, who has the worst sense of humor? Young Susan or old Susan? I think old Susan has just become really jaded. So... Maybe if young Susan was reading that card that old Susan receives, she would be just as happy. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Like, maybe Susan has brain damage. <laughs> maybe that's why she's so excited about the card, the first one. And in the second one, her, like, bruised brain has deteriorated even further, so she's not actually even reading it. Like, she reads it as, <laughs> you're young forever, friend, my, and she's just really confused or something. That's why she's got no reaction. The confused smirk on her face? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, that's... Maybe. I don't know if if that drawing is intended to be a, a wry smile, like, just a very small smile, or if that's kind of... Like, if she's grumpy about it. I can't tell. Who knows? Who knows? Got by on her looks for so long, and now... That's like... That's, it's and... like me, yeah. Like you? Yeah. Yeah, you got, I got your as I got for about as I got older, five I got years and now you're brain dead. I got uglier and I got way dumber. Like I would say I hit the height of my intelligence at like 22 maybe and it's been downhill from there. I mean, as anyone who listens to this knows, I can barely string together sentences, so like I'm on board with Susan's problems. You know what I mean? If, if only there's an upswing in the next 20 years. Who knows? I mean, that's 
I, I think I mentioned even on this podcast that when I was speaking to my optometrist, he said there are a couple things, specifically eyesight he was talking about, of course. Tim, an optometrist can't usually tell this just by looking at the eyes, but you've gone stupid. <laughs> you got real dumb. But he was saying that eyesight especially um, gets worse and worse, and then once you hit 30, it starts to get better again, which is weird. And maybe intelligence is the same, I hope. So... Per- what your optometrist is saying is that uh, maybe within the next 10 years or so, you'll be able to wear a lens that's small enough that you'll be allowed within 100 feet of <laughs> school. Brutal! Brutal! This makes no sense to anyone who's just listening, but Don is making fun of my glasses right now because they're big and they make me look like a pederast. But I can take it because I'm tough. Well, we're basically and because it's true. Doing jokes for each other in here. Yeah. Not a wide listenership. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I don't know. Do we have anything else on the on the pages today that we got to talk um, about? I don't know. There's there's not. I think I feel like we talked about a lot of different ones. Like we went through them fairly quickly, but we t- covered a lot of ground. We did. Um, well, I guess the only other thing is once again, uh, as much as the Bible is a historical book uh or is it work yeah sorry for the bump um oh god where am i going with this are you talking about uh, bizarro bizarro yeah. yeah so once again there are historical inaccuracies as much as you consider the bible a work of what's inaccurate about this like this seems pretty par for the course given my understanding of noah I don't know. Did Noah throw spiders off the ark? Well, no, he didn't, but that's the Was joke. his wife with him on the ark? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she was. <laughs> sons there, too? Um, I think he had daughters, not sons. He had sons. Did he? Then, yes, they were he with him. He had a him. son named Ham or something. Ham? Who uh, found his dad drunk one day and drunk and naked one day and covered him up with a sheet. Oh, yeah. Was that Noah? Yeah. Sure that wasn't like Abraham? No, it was Noah who got covered. Hmm. Maybe he was suntanning on the deck of the of the <laughs> Noah's yacht. A thousand year old Noah or however yeah. old he was. Yeah, okay. They got they got old back then, oh, supposedly. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's got Noah on his ark and you can see there's two of every animal, but he's got a little dustpan and he's hucking two spiders over the edge and he says, Sorry dudes but my wife cannot abide spiders. Now, you want to talk about anachronisms. I don't think there are any instances of the word dude being used in the Bible. <laughs> no, but no. Uh, perhaps it was slang at the time that was not preserved in Maybe. writing. Yeah. And you it's know, just, the decades we've later. had a resurgence recently. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like that, I don't feel like what they're showing us there is... I don't feel like the joke that he's put in there is... Too, too far out too of the far storyline for the mythology. All right, perhaps I'm wrong. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I see what you're saying. Um, the dudes thing again. That that takes me out a bit. But you gotta insert humor in this. Like if it was just Noah dumping two spiders overboard and he just goes sorry, like that's not good enough. I suppose, yes. I mean, yeah, I think... Well, yeah, it would be not good enough. Those those three story. words sum up the entirety of the Sunday comics. Not good enough. 
I'm just happy that there are lots of Fruit Loops on the Ark. Fruit Loops? What the hell are you talking Oh, toucans. Yeah, good eye. Toucans, I didn't even sir. see them. And he's, Yeah, he's got uh, elephants, hippos, gorillas, gazelles, giraffes, um, toucans. And I, I guess those are supposed to be, I don't know, hawks in the back there? Hawks? On the other side, perched on the roof. No, it looks like a kiwi or something. Oh, yeah, something like that. What's the status on uh, weirdos building their own arcs right now? I don't know. How many in production? Because um, one got stopped and I didn't. I, know, I didn't realize people were. I didn't realize people were building them. One but... got finished and is in I don't know Germany or the UK. Well, I know the display. resting place of the real Noah's Ark, they believe, is in, like, this mountain on the border of Pakistan and India. There's this mountain that they won't let anyone up. And, like, from satellite photos... Who's they? They. I don't know. Probably the Pakistani government. Spiders. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just this weird, large shape encased in ice on the side of this mountain. Um, and I've heard that it's supposedly Noah's Ark. Probably not, because Noah's Ark never happened, but <laughs> um, it's interesting to think about, right? Well, have they drilled in to find any sort of Well, that's animal? the thing. Nobody's nobody's there, right? Nobody's allowed to go there, um, except potentially the government, but it, I doubt Hindu and Sikh people are terribly interested in the story of Noah's Ark, right? Well, there are enough... Christians in Pakistan, I would think that no, would be... there's none. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, they all left. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I remember seeing photos of this and reading about it like a decade ago. So I'm sure it's been a confirmed hoax by now. But as it stands in my nope, mind, it's real. It's real. Yep, this is factual evidence of all the Bible actually and happening. On the other side is. An apple tree and a bunch of snakes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've always kind of liked the story of Noah's Ark um, within the ridiculousness that is the Bible. Like, I kind of like its simplicity. Not enough rivers of blood for me. No. But, you know, it's, there's, there's water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of water. What is the moral of that story? There's no moral. I don't. Uh, it's not. There's no lesson in the. No, it's two not. Two by two. Um... I don't. I don't believe it's a fable of any sort. I think it's a. It's a tale. Um, yeah, but there's always a point to the tale. There's something you're supposed to take away. Not always. You can just tell a story. Pretty big story like, for no, there to be no takeaway. No, what no, is no the that's takeaway. A... Spiders suck. <laughs> well, from the comic, yes, <laughs> but. I don't think, especially within, no, not especially. You're right that a lot of biblical stories and fables in general, I think a fable by definition has uh, a moral to it. But um, is, I, is the moral if you get drunk and pass out yeah, naked? Make sure you put a towel over your junk. Eventually, God will make you build a huge fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that was his punishment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe there are stories in the Bible uh, that are just like, you know, there's no sort of moral to them. It's just an explanation 
of how things came to be the way they are. Like that's that's why we create myths to explain things we don't understand. They don't necessarily have a message to them. They're just putting a framework around things that we as humans were not able to grasp at that point in time. Fair enough. Yeah. At least that's my understanding of it. Um, but you're right that a lot of them have morals, like the one of, you know, cover up your dad's junk. Um, that's important. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, just so he's not arrested, I guess, but... I don't know. I guess it's, it's shameful to be drunk and naked. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. Man, I saw this video last night of this drunk Japanese guy on a subway platform and just... <laughs> like, you know Japan has a serious drinking problem, right? Uh, I did not know. Okay. Well, drugs... All drugs are basically illegal in Japan. Um, like, they have very strict drug laws, but uh, nothing in... like. Liquor is totally legal. Um, and because of their very strict business hierarchy, um, a lot of salarymen are basically forced to drink. Like, you're not allowed to go home after work if your boss wants to go to the bar and get that you drunk. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty brutal. But because of that, supposedly there are many public drunken displays in Japan. Um, like, you'll see what otherwise would be considered a very well-to-do businessman, like singing to himself with a shirt off on the subway <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's the type of stuff that happens, right? Yeah, okay. Um, so this was just a video of some... I, this was a young guy. Like, he was probably a student or something. but And he was drunk enough that he climbed on the tracks. And um, the... Not the conductor, but I guess, like, the station manager ran yeah. over and, like, herded him off the tracks. And he was being belligerent and pushing them around. And then this this, this guy just steps out of the crowd. Um, he wasn't dressed like a businessman. But, you know, again, there's this idea of seniority and respecting your elders and stuff like that. And the right. guy basically shamed him. He was just like, how can you act like this in public? Like, this is, again, this is filmed from far away so i don't know the details of the conversation there's no translation provided but basically by talking to this guy he shamed the guy so bad that the guy entered a prostate prostrate uh position like uh, like bowing to the guy on his <laughs> knees and just like would not get up like just hunched over completely just you know com totally embarrassed by his own behavior there was no real resolution to the video it just kind of ended but like the guy sort of shut the dude's belligerence down and made him feel very ashamed, um, which I think is the correct way to deal with public drunkenness. Well, I mean, it's the only way we'll find somebody to save us from the coming floods. How? Sure. Okay. <laughs> this guy's modern-day Noah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Definitely. He was the Messiah of some kind. So, oh, how we're butchering Bible stories. Yeah, sure. that's that's our whole thing. You know, we're irreverent. Um, so that's what you expect. If you're one of the two people out there, you know what you're getting into. If it's said into a microphone, it must be true. <laughs> if it's said into our microphones, it's likely not. So, <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So I guess this has been the Unfunnies for the week. Um, Tim... I'm Don. Find us at soundcloud.com slash theunfunnies 
or on iTunes. The majority of our fan base is on iTunes. Where so we are the number one number one, podcast. Yeah, number one Sunday comics related podcast. Uh, we're also the number one pet related podcast. Yep. And um, Butchered Bible Story podcast. Yes. Yep. Various various things for the number one sunday school podcast yeah we've really cornered the market on a lot of different areas so uh see you next week bye bye (laughs) bye bye